0: community inspire radio welcome back everyone it is now 8 13 here on a lovely sunday morning here in rockingham um i can't tell you what the temperature is outside i don't have it in front of me but i i know it's going to get up to about 25 degrees today and it's going to be a fantastic day so why not um get out enjoy the sunshine and um enjoy being alive today it's a lot of good things happening Okay, we're going to move on to our next segment uh, called Our Community Sporting Champions, where I hope to be able to speak um, with legends of community sport here. And I want to hear their stories, and I want everyone else to be able to hear their stories. (coughs) What was going to be our second guest, but it's our first guest this morning, is one such community sporting champion in the Peel region of WA here. Tim Lees is synonymous um, with Peel Sport here, and he's part of cricket and AFL footy scene. He's worked professionally for many years with the Wacker. Um, we worked tirelessly with country cricket and built up a large network across this great state. Good morning, Tim Lees.
1: G'day, Aradio. How are you, mate? Very well, mate. On a beautiful Sunday morning here in God's country in Singleton, WA.
0: <laughs> um, yes, very, very near the very near the beach, near the water, and all that. And I know you're a big uh, singo legend, as, as they say. Um, oh, stop it. Go
1: easy with the legend <laughs> call, mate.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so, look, uh, I've, j- I've just pumped you up a little bit here, um, Tim, with regards to your um, role within community sports. So just let the listeners know a little bit more about, you know, what, you know, your role, your community sports story.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's been a um, thoroughly enjoyable journey um, being involved in community sport. I suppose it, it all sort of started for me back in... Uh, Lesmurdie, Calamunda, Little Athletics. Uh, 1986 is when we arrived in Perth, and from Darwin and um, the Lee's family, and with my brother and my sister, and yeah, look, we got right involved in Little Athletics. And at the time, uh, there was actually no local club in Lesmurdie and Calamunda, um, so my mum and dad actually put their hand up to start the first ever Little Athletics club up in Lesmurdie. So. That was really exciting and we used to compete down at um, Belmont on Saturdays and then I was lucky enough to, to get into a few state juniors at Perry Lakes as well. So I think looking back on my community sport journey, I think it probably started there where you know you see your mum and your dad volunteer and get involved and just that that feeling of putting on the track spikes and putting on my running gear on a Saturday morning and eating my porridge and getting down. It was just so exciting. So I think it sort of, that's probably where it all started, mate. And then from there, it sort of led to junior cricket and junior football with the Saints football club up there in Las and and also Las junior cricket club. So I think, um, I don't think I would have had the bug if I didn't give, get the opportunities given to me by my mum and dad. So I suppose, I think that's probably at the centerpiece of community sport, isn't it? Just, grown-ups getting their kids involved and passing on the love of sport
0: definitely definitely um we can't underestimate the role that um the network and and, and for most young people in particular their, their, their greatest network is their family their, their mum and dad in particular and um they have a huge influence um no doubt so um obviously started there and in, in, up in the hills there and um you know, enjoyed your time in, in sport, and um, at some stage you you transitioned your your way your 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 life, um, I guess, as an adult, moving to the Peel region. Um, I know you you sort of ventured country for a little bit as well, um, but sort of. So what what was what was next? So you're transitioning from from junior sport, where you're yeah. very much a participant, to an adult participant in sport. Where then? You start to get your hands dirty and, and get into the the club life. So, w- what are you sort of doing now?
1: Yeah, I reckon probably my first taste of being involved in it, in a senior club was when I was eighteen at Kalamunda and got a taste of playing senior cricket at you know in that sort of young adult sort of phase, and got involved in the committee. And from there, I've just I've, I've never stopped staying um, involved in cricket. It's probably been one of my um, you know. Driving forces in my life. Um, so, yeah, from I went to Trinity College in the city from Les Medes, so travelled down and after that went into high school. And yeah, I, I suppose from there I've just sort of had a bit of a journey. I've, I've been out in Narragin for a bit, so played at Towns Cricket Club out there, absolute legends out there, the Towny Boys. Um, <laughs> and yeah, relocated to um, the Manja region. So, when I first moved here um, into Singleton, um, the old Singleton Blues Cricket Club, um, I came here and they were in the B-grade competition and, and just sort of fell in love with with Singleton. It's um it's a great club. I spent a couple of seasons there and then got... I um, had a really good offer to go across the Halls Head Cricket Club. So I, I took that opportunity to, to help my coaching because the way the Singleton Blues were at the time, they were in a bit of a crossroads. A lot of young players that didn't really want to train very seriously. So I spent a couple of seasons at Halls Head and then... I decided to come home to Singleton and, and just just that conversation of heading back to Singleton, I had a couple of rival clubs ring me and and ask me to sort of coach. And then from there, a merger came about between Singleton Blues and Older Winians. So that was seven seasons ago now. So it was interesting because the coach of Older rang me and said, hey, I've, I've heard you're on the move from Hall's Head. Would you like to come and coach us? And I sort of jokingly said, well, mate, I'm going home, back to Singleton. We should merge. So I had a chat with Ian Jack at that. At that time, seven years ago, and mate, within two weeks, we had a car park meeting and we decided to merge clubs. So the Singleton Blues and the Old Owinians became Singleton Owinians. So for the last seven years, I think I've had about 20, 20 odd different roles on the committee and been into cricket coach and senior coach, club captain of B grade. So, oh, look, I just love it. Um, so yeah, I suppose Singleton Owinians has been. Probably my major club, but um, also been involved at mandra Mustangs locally um, with Peel Footy. Got a lot of love for the Mustangs, and so yeah, I suppose I just live and breathe football and cricket. I suppose it's that product <laughs> of growing up in the 80s and 90s, isn't it? yeah you play cricket in the summer yeah. and footy in the winter, but yeah,
0: yeah, very much. So um just just to let the listeners know, um <clears throat> I think there was a stage last year, Tim, where uh, you're probably doing three things a day um, for various sporting organisations um and and there's an old saying isn't there that um if you want to get something done um, make sure you get a busy person to sort of do it because I do know yeah. that at some stage as well not only were you you coaching your the the or coaching with Mandra Mustangs you obviously had your cricket club role and then somewhere along the line um you know you had to be dad and and you took on the um the Ozkick coordinator and Ozkick coaching as well and then you've done a little bit of um I think soccer coaching as well and um, and then somewhere, yeah, along the, somewhere along the line there as well, he was on, um, uh, you know, he was chairman of the Peel Cricket Board. Um, and then somewhere along the line there as well, you, 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 you're working as well as a, as a primary school teacher where no doubt you're pumping up sport and, uh, and, and, you know, giving, giving the kids a great, um, uh, step into, into sport there in, in the school environment as well.
1: Yeah, look, it's ridiculous when you actually just say it out loud like that or answer it. I think the thing with community sport is, you know, there are so many legendary volunteers out there and I think there needs to be more. So, yeah, look, I've done so many different roles over the last few years, but probably not through my own choice, (laughs) Um, but just probably through clubs really needing people with the skills to stand up. So I'm that kind of person that if I'm at a club, and I've got skills that I think can can help in a certain way, I'll definitely put my hand up. So, But, yeah, I certainly didn't um, <laughs> go into it thinking, right, I'm going to do Kick coach, I'm going to do Junior Blast coach, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose that's... Um, I've started to do, to work out that, you know, you can be a jack of all trades and master of none. So I've really tried to... This year, just concentrate on my, my treasurer role at Singleton Winians and, and captaining my B grade, and I've sort of been able to transition out of a lot of other things. But, yeah, look, the soccer role, geez, that was just hilarious, Arazio. Coaching <laughs> year one soccer, it was just so enjoyable. Um, I don't think I've enjoyed a, a season of coaching more than that year of the Little Springers, mate. So, yeah, and...
0: Just with so that, just they, with um, that, we... um. Uh, well, I was supposed to have a session. Well, I did have a segment earlier, and it's going to be a regular segment in the show, um, yeah. Coach's Corner. Unfortunately, I couldn't yeah. get hold of um, the guest that I was going to have, Stephen Broberg, who you know quite well. Um, oh,
1: geez, I was excited about that guest.
0: Yeah, I know. So um, we'll, we'll get him we'll get him on the show later on. That's that's not a problem. Um, maybe next week. You're probably
1: going to need a four-hour show to get him on, though.
0: <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> well, I, I, um, I, I, f- I filled in time, and I sort of discussed um, – What's going to happen, I mean, we're in that transition phase between winter sports and summer sports, and that obviously means yeah. that in the at the beginning of a season, be it any sport, there's a lot of um, new coaches that are, that are getting on board. So there's uh, parents like yeah. yourself that have sort of said, oh, okay, um, we'll need a coach for the under-10s um, or whatever, and um, I'll give it a go. Now, I, I know for a fact um, soccer's not probably your number one sport. It's not, not a sport you've probably had too much experience um, Experience with, but you were able Had to I no sort of, idea yeah, what I was doing. But you put that. your hand up and thought, okay, <laughs> I'll 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 give it a go. And and there's there's a lot of parents that are going to go through that exact thing in the, in coming weeks. What advice would you give them?
1: I think um, delegation is the key, and and I suppose being really friendly and inviting as a coach is really important. And I think um, making um, parents and volunteers feel like their their input's really valued and I think, like any coaching role, um, if you can bring people along with you with the with the journey, rather than make them feel like they're doing as they're told, I think that makes a huge difference. So for me, um, and also I think for those parents that are getting thrown into it, you need a good manager. A team manager is just um, it's just vital, and for a lot of these junior coaches, having to wear both those hats, it can get be very, very stressful. But yeah, I suppose just. Try and just be yourself. Don't try and be someone you're not. Um, If you don't know something, put your hand up and admit it. Um, And there's always so many people willing to help you out. So I think that's the great thing about community sport. You can be thrown in the absolute deep end with a role. Like for me, being a treasurer of finances and and accountancy, that's something that I've just never been strong on. So you can ask my wife that. But, um, you know, learning how to become a good treasurer over the last 12 months has been an amazing journey, you know, learning myob. And so I think, yeah, it can be daunting at first, but I think once you're thrown in, sometimes it's the best, best way. Sink or swim. But yeah, I think the main thing is just you know, be yourself, be um encouraging. And I think generally people want to hang around people that are like that. So yeah. if you are like that as a coach, I think you you probably never have any dramas getting people to help you.
0: Yeah. And, and have fun with the kids
1: oh yeah that's number one if you can't have fun there's probably no point coaching so i think yeah look when you think back yourself over your junior coaches i mean the ones that really stick out to me are the ones that had fun yeah um and had a joke with you and you know just looking back at my under 17s footy coach you know rob murray he was just an absolute legend of a guy you know he'd turn up and he wasn't the, the most well-spoken coach, you know, but, geez, he knew footy, and we'd all be bouncing off the walls and he'd be trying to do drills and we'd be sitting there going, come on, scratchy, scratchy, <laughs> you know, and then he'd get halfway through the training session and he'd go, oh, stuff it, scratchy, and we'd all just scream and yell and and we'd play a scratchy at training, you know. And he, I, this, I had so many other junior coaches that I that were very influential, but for some reason, mate, Rob Murray just sticks out for me because we just had a ball there, <laughs> and he, it was another thing too because he couldn't remember everybody's name. He just called everyone Silks, so it doesn't <laughs> matter who you were. You was Khan, Silks. You can do it, Silks. Yeah. God well, knows where he got yeah. Silks from, but he well, was champ. An absolute classic, man.
0: That's always one. Yeah,
1: champ. No, I suppose. Yeah, I think that was his version of Champ, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, Silksy.
0: Silky,
1: <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, seen around, I've seen you run around. I've seen you run
0: around, Tim, mate. There's there's nothing silky about the way you move, mate. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, but we're talking about a sixteen year old version of me. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I was never silky.
0: <laughs> so, so with that, um, one of what are the highlights of your community sort of sports, um, life? I dare say that'd be one. Um, the the people you've met along the way.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, and the premierships stick out. I mean, yeah, I've I just been incredibly lucky. I, I haven't played in a senior grand final before 2012. And then in the last eight seasons, I've, I've won six. So it's just outrageous. Um, so I've had an unbelievable run. But, yeah, I, I reckon just the personalities and but the premierships stick out just because you know those 10 other teammates. You've got to bond for you, the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, your 10-year reunions and your 20-year reunions, you know, they'll keep bobbing up. Yeah. Um, but I think the friendships for me, like travelling down south, I mean, I travelled for almost 200 games of football in a couple of different competitions and, you know, most of them down at Boy Up Brook. And I, I've still got just unbelievable friendships um, that and of people that still live down there. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, looking back, if I hadn't travelled and I hadn't have, you know... Spent all done all those K's and I wouldn't have met all these amazing country people. And I was lucky enough to live down there for a bit as well. And it's just a totally different uh, way of life when you live in the bush. Everyone waves that when you're driving past, and you know, the old one finger up from the steering wheel when yeah. you drive past someone. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you do that down here, people think you're a weirdo. So, yeah, <laughs> I do I do miss um, the bush. And I think if I, I have to say that the greatest thing out of community sport, it, yeah, it would definitely have to be. The friendships that I've made, and because they're just irreplaceable. Yeah, look, premierships are great because you get the silverware, and but yeah, friendships are forever. Yeah, and yeah, I think um, that's probably been the most positive thing.
0: Yeah, and and you've experienced that in you know a few different clubs, in a few different environments, and um, yeah, even even with your your cricket ones, I guess, and I give you know, you've won premierships at um different clubs, but in saying that, um, those those bonds will be there for life, even if they are you might play against some of these guys, I guess, now, um, playing for a different club. But um, at the end of the day, when the game's done, um, you can still have a chat and sort of talk about, hey, do you remember that, that great time when we won that premiership in whatever year that was oh, and look, all that sort of stuff?
1: Exactly. And, and look, another great example is, you know, I spent I spent 60-odd games out at Corrigan in the Eastern Districts Football League. I was player coach out there in the mid-2000s when I was 26, 27, so I was a pretty young player. But, you know, I had a fellow, Michael Leeson, um, and, you know, he's still very close to my heart. He's from Galwollin, you a dally boy. And he trained with us that whole pre-season. He was our big ruck recruit. And we traveled out together. And, I mean, he died in my arms on the way back from a game. Um, he copped a head hit at, during the third quarter. And we were driving back to, to the awards after the game. It's the first time we'd won up there in Hyden. Because Hyden's a very long drive. It's about four hours away out near Wave Rock. Yeah. And, yeah, Corrigan, we hadn't won out there in 14 years or something. And, yeah, we, we won by four points, and Michael kicked the winning goal. It was an amazing win. And, yeah, we're heading back to Corrigan, um to go to a farm for awards, and he, there yeah, just had a fit in the car, and he, luckily um, there was a carload of boys behind me, and we, had, we were able to get an ambulance out on this back road of Condinen Road in about 15 minutes. But, yeah, he passed away literally in my arms on the side of the road out there. So that, to me, was probably the biggest moment in community sport because working with his family post that event and I was still in contact with his family and we have a charity golf event every year. And and mm-hmm. it's funny because because he got pulled out of the car so quickly. One of his heavy-on-a-thongs stayed on the, the floor of the car yeah. and I put it into my footy bag and every game after that I used to open my bag, put my boots on and I'd see his thong there and yeah. I'd just go, this is for you, ganger. So, yeah, um, I think, you know, you talk about making friendships and the impact community sport has, mm-hmm. I mean, that is just, um, yeah, it's, it was just unbelievable really. And unforgettable. And it's something that I always think about whenever I play sport, whenever I have that opportunity to play a game, play cricket, play footy, I always think it danger. So, yeah, I mean, you talk about the impact community sports had on me, mate. It's, it's just been everything for me in in my life. It's, yeah, it's full on.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and there's no doubt you you your role in community sport um, enables others to enjoy their their time as well because look, um, we're we all made differently, and and everyone wants different things out of their their time in a community sporting club, whatever the sport that sport may be, and some are more than happy to uh, you know, get their hands dirty and 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 do a lot, and others. Simply want to play and, and not do much more than that. And, and look, that's – it's looked down upon, I guess, but if there's enough people doing something, it's probably not that bad. Like, you can't have everyone doing everything. So um, – It's a good point. A, club, good point a club's up. made up of, of different people, aren't they? So if, if everyone's exactly the same, um, it's actually going to be a pretty boring place. So um, every club – and I'm sure you'd have um, numerous examples of the um, – the uh, – let's how, how do I put this? <laughs> um, it's the, the, the scraggy um, person you can't sort of rely on very much, but, geez, everyone loves them because they're, they're a bit of a fun person and all that sort of stuff, but they don't turn up every week <laughs> and they've always got a story and there's always something where they've done something or, you know, and you're like, oh, man, if only that person put a bit more time and effort in and all that sort of stuff. But the, the, the lovable rogue, let's call it that, the lovable rogue, um, every every club has the lovable rogue, and and look, they probably they probably use more resource than than anyone else, but they still have a role, um, and it's probably just their personality, the fact that they're um easy to get along with and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, look, totally agree. Um, you got to have a different makeup of a personalities at any club. Yep. But also, I challenge that as well by saying many hands make light work it's true the best the best clubs i've been at everyone does something whether yeah. it's whether it's as simple as making sure that you've got your your 10 bucks for fines on the weekend or making sure that afternoon tea everyone's on board or you know you're packing up the bowling machine one time, um, you know, you rotate it through the grades. There's, there's mm-hmm. always just so many little opportunities for you to help out in small ways. Yeah. And, all, and you know what it's like when a coach says all the little one percenters add up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon that's very true. But, yeah, look, totally agree. I mean, you can't expect everyone to put their hand up to be committee and do all those kind of things. But yeah. I think you should expect everyone at a community club to at least um, be on board with the overall vision. And if that means putting their hand up here and there, Um. yeah, I think they're they're the best clubs Mm -hmm. that that you want to be at, you know. Yeah. Um, And I think generally the best clubs have best functions and get around each other. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're going to have good functions at any community club, you need a lot of people helping out. So, which is what we're actually – I'm starting to work that out at the moment, trying to help out at the moment because we haven't been able to secure a um, functions – uh, person on our committee. So mm-hmm. we, we may have actually been able to rectify that now, but with the season a couple of weeks away, other clubs have already got a lot of functions locked in. So from our club's perspective, it's been quite stressful just getting all of the functions locked in for the year ahead and, and making and keeping everyone happy.
0: <laughs> and um, just uh, that really reiterates uh, Tim's involvement with the club. So if a job needs doing, um, He's already got a role um, as a captain, and is also as the treasurer of the club, and he's found. Oh, hey, there's a hole here that needs filling. Um, look, hey, I'll do it, and that's that's very typical of you, mate. Um, that's typical of, of the way uh, you're you're made up, and that's probably why you're one of the uh, the, you know, you, you you're my first guest as um, a community sporting champion. Um, so well well done to you. Now I just wanted to move on to. Um, you know, you've, had, you've been associated with country sport in particular, and um, you know, this is for our country listeners that are out there. There, there is a little bit of a difference, and, and you've, you've worked professionally in that country sort of field. Yeah. With, with community sport, what, what's the main difference you saw with, with say, metropolitan community sport versus country community, and, and the role that the community sports club, whichever sport that may be, has within the community?
1: Oh boy, that's, that's a great question. And it's, it's, um, I think the best way to describe sport in a country town is, it's kind of like going to church. Um, And if there's,
0: That's a good analogy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if you live in a country town and you're not involved in sport, it's, it's just, it's really unusual. It's the lifeblood of communities. And, you know, talking about that role that I've had previously as working for the country cricket board in, in servicing country cricket, mate, that was the most, probably still the greatest job I've ever had. Just, just that daily bouncing of emails and phone calls from people from the bush. You know, my whole job generally was to prepare for country week cricket. So I had 60 associations that I was discussing, you know, the ins and outs of their teams. And mate, it was just hilarious. Some of the conversations I used to have in the cricket operations, but yeah, I mean, You'd go to a, a metropolitan club, um, not everyone would know each other's name. You go to a country t- um, club, everyone knows everyone and everyone knows their dad and their granddad and where the family farm is. And so it's it's very incestuous, a country town in that way because everyone knows everybody. And and But it's just wonderful because there's that real camaraderie that's built instantly. Whereas mm-hmm. at a metropolitan club, that really kind of needs to be worked on a lot more yeah whereas in the bush there's just it's a natural camaraderie so i reckon to me that would be the biggest difference between country and metropolitan sport is just you know if you're not involved in the bush what's wrong with you kind of yeah. attitude you know so mm-hmm. and even if you are not really good at sport you still get involved anyway and get around it and get around the club and support the club yeah because it's good for the community whereas in met- metropolitan clubs. It's not one of the main lifebloods of keeping the community
0: alive. It definitely is, but it's not as – There are more options, I guess, aren't there? That's, that's, and it's not, a, it's not a um, – that, 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 that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just yeah. what it is.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, I've just been lucky. I've been on a couple of country weeks with country teams and being on the actual – the week, and it, it is an amazing week. You know, the fact that they commit and stay a week away – from their families and, yeah. you know, that kind of experience is fantastic. And I think um for for men in the country as well with a lot of uh, men's health and depression and, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> young men coming through with you suicide, I just think being at a club, having a routine of training, you know, having that ability for players to check in on you, you know, it's just so important. Yeah. And I think in the bush that's really highly recognised that, you know, if you're not down at training, how can we check in on you? Yeah, so I think um, that's really relevant for metro or country um, clubs, but I think even more so in the bush. I think mm-hmm. when you're working in isolated areas and working on farms, I don't know what the exact stats are for you suicide in the bush compared to the city, but I dare say um, I have seen certain stats and they're just they're pretty horrific in in the country. So I think yeah. you, you can't speak of the value enough of community sport in the country and in the metro, but just for that ability to check in on each other and and just making sure that you're all right because, you know, if those feelings of isolation and loneliness can it just are already even more amplified when you're in, in a country area.
0: Yeah. No, no, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, I know personally, um, you know, I have worked and, and lived in the country a little bit, but um, I'm mainly a, a city slicker. Um and and the passion for for country week and and any any sport not just cricket um you know i've seen you know country week football country week soccer country week basketball um yeah, it's, it's often, a, isn't it it's the the passion for for representing your town because it's a little bit different isn't it because you don't necessarily represent your club you represent your town in country week don't you
1: yeah, you do. And if you talk about your club, you get fined and it goes into the kitty. <laughs> no club talk allowed, mate. No club talk. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's probably the pinnacle of, of country sport and playing a couple of country weeks for Port Hedland. And I think, you know, even though it was a really low section, it was just so enjoyable because you've got that mix of players from different clubs, you know, and then... During the wake up at home, they're used to wanting to kill each other on the field, and then all of a sudden they're thrown in the mix, and they're they're, they're a band of brothers against um, another country town. So, yeah, look, I think country week cricket been going for over a hundred years now. It's got to be one of the greatest competitions of all time. I just I just love it. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and you've been able, like I so you've been able to work professionally in it, but now you're um you're just a, a... A participant in in, in the uh, the competition, which is uh fantastic. Now, um, I think it's important that um you, you've sort of mentioned that it's the people that make community sport. And what I'd love you to do right now is just have a bit of a shout out to um some of the people that are, you know, your, you know, your, your great mates that are, that are doing some great things within um community sport. So at uh, Singleton Irwinians, like you know, you've you've got numerous roles there. Are there any other Legends, we'll call them at Singleton New that that just do amazing things.
1: Oh, mate, Ian Jack, our, our, he's just handed over the presidency after a six year stint. But he, oh, mate, he's just a legend of a man. And we've got a pretty um, unbelievable man, Tony King, here at our club as well. And um, I mean, he was at Thornley for 30 odd years and life member there. And he's, he's come and he's loaded all our whole history of our both of our clubs from 19. 19- from the, the day of the first book that was written mate and he's loaded everything onto our my cricket so he's an inspirational person to work with tony king and yeah I just can't speak um highly enough of those two gentlemen I think Ian and, and Tony they've just been huge influences on on me as a volunteer but and then also just as as a good bloke I think both of those two um have done more work for the club than than I could ever dream and I just think that's what drives me and inspires me is when I see other volunteers you know with with a similar attitude or just a yep I'll take it on a kind of attitude Mm -hmm. and I suppose that's inspired me to try and do as much as I can so if it wasn't for TK and Jackie um, I don't think I'd be in the, the situation now where I've got all of these years under my belt and you know I've got nice things being said about me I mean it is nice to hear it, but at the end of the day, it's all about the sport, isn't it? And it's all about trying to create the opportunities for the next generation. You know, I've got my nine and six year old coming through and, you know, to be honest, you know, I I do a lot of this stuff because I just want to make sure that there's a good club around for when they, when they're ready. So that's fantastic. um, Yeah. So look, yeah, I I think Tony and and Ian are definitely my main two shout outs, but mate, I have to probably um, put you under the, the blowtorch as well, mate. You've um, been a real mentor to me, coaching-wise, for many years, Arathia. And uh, (laughs) I know we had a pretty um, interesting chat up in Broome about 10 years ago, mate, just before I was about to take on that Hall's Head role. And you gave me a few pointers and you've really guided me across this journey, mate. And, yeah, so I have to give the big shout-out to yourself, mate. You've (laughs) been a a huge mentor for me. And we talk about, um, you know, community coaching legends. I think you're one of them as well, mate. So... Yeah, I just think it's fantastic. You're giving back to community sport doing this show and getting it out to the listeners out there, mate. So well done on, on being proactive.
0: Thank you for the very kind words. Now, we're going to we're gonna finish up with um, something that I call uh, speed round. I, I've, I think I've nicked this one off you, to be fair. Um, nice. So I've got five questions that I want you to answer just as quickly as you can. Okay, so question number one, the most famous person you've met.
1: Uh, Justin Langer.
0: Okay. Your favourite sport? Cricket. Hey! (laughs) Your favourite sporting moment? Uh,
1: probably taking the final wicket in that first B-grade premiership. When you, yeah, you take the last wicket in a grand final to win and having all the boys pile on top of me in mid-pitch, yeah, I'll take that (laughs) to the grave.
0: Drop punt or torp?
1: Corpedo always.
0: Yes, bring back the barrel. I say, bring back the barrel. I
1: thought you were going to say droppy. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm showing
0: my age. (laughs) And finally, pineapple on pizza? Yes or no? Yeah, baby. More pineapple the better. Hey, okay. And um, that that'll wrap up our little chat here with um, our community sporting champion, Tim Lee. So, Tim, thank you very much for being part of the show this morning. Hope you've enjoyed it.
1: I did, mate. It's great to be back on the airwaves, and well <laughs> done, mate. Good luck with the show. I'm, you've picked up a very keen, avid listener now. I'll be uh, keenly listening in.
0: Okay. Feel free to pass that on to your friends and family and, and make sure they've got something to tune into on a, on a Sunday morning as you are as you, uh, waking up, especially when the weather's the way it is today. So um, thanks again, Tim, for your time today, and um, I'm sure we'll have you on the show once again. Pleasure, Ratsy. Thank you very much. Okay, that was Tim Lee's. Everyone, um, champion, community, sporting champion. Now we're going to um, go to a few songs here. We're going to start with, um, I guess it can be a bit of a sporting tune, um, to a roundabout way if you think about it, the name of the song. But, but it's it's a little bit of a, um, I just done. It's it's a little bit of a. Um, it's there for. For Eddie Van Halen obviously passed away legend of the rock world um, I know there's been numerous things that have been done but I just want to do my little tribute to Eddie Van Halen um, and we have Jump from Van Halen here and earlier on I, I, I did fail to mention before um, I did have a request for a song a little bit earlier It's so in my last block of songs I had Dreadlock Holiday by 10CC and that was for Carl Clively down there in Bustleton. so here we go Jump Van Halen <laughs> For the community, Inspire Radio.